Hey, Amanda. Hey, Tommy. Hey, you ready to get lit up? Well, now I'm uncomfortable. What did you just say to me? Ah! <laughs> we must be talking about suits. <laughs> we are, and that's today. Uh, can we talk about? I never liked you, Lewis. You're a vindictive, sniveling rat, but I never thought you'd betray your own firm. I did nothing wrong. Jesus. You bugged my office. You ran to Hardman about the CM lawsuit. You sold your soul for senior partnership. And once you got it, you created a drug policy with the sole purpose of firing me. I did it for Hardman. Maybe Hardman wanted me dead. But you're the one who went out, got the gun, aimed it, and fired it at my head. And it blew up in my face. And what would have happened if it didn't? I was under orders. But now that you've done what you've done, I will never trust you. Can we talk about suits? What did you just say to me? <laughs> <laughs> Off camera, guys, we just watched a TikTok where they did a compilation of the amount of times in the show someone says, what did you just say to me? And it is extensive. It's it's just their go-to line. Because, I mean, you know, remember, this was like the USA Network. They had a film 2011, time. baby. <laughs> was it only 2011? I didn't realize Yeah. That. The first episode aired June 23rd, 2011. So happy anniversary belated to you, Suits. And so a couple of reasons yeah. why we're doing this show. Yeah. Also, we missed you uh, past couple of weeks. We went to Denver for, uh, well, I'm, I think there was a conference. Yeah. I- <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about all the things we did in Denver. Yeah. We, we went, yeah, we went it was for incredible. A, a- Fun podcasting conference, but while we were there, I've been to a lot of conventions and conferences and things in my career, and I don't like partaking in like the mandatory. Not it's not mandatory fun. That make that's like you it's know suggested. This is, it's suggested. It's suggested available fun. Yeah, right. Because here's what it is: it's like people who work for these companies don't have any budget. You know, they have like their per diem, and then the conference is like, hey, everyone, a happy hour hosted by some random company who sponsored a thing and people flock to it for all the free alcohol and whatever. Which I would have done had I not been with the fucking, if anyone listening to this gets a chance to go on a trip with Tom, highly recommend it because if you can find a cool thing to do in Denver and or its surrounding areas, we done did it. Yeah. So much so that I just did something in the city of New York, similar to what we did there. And I was like, oh, God, this is not nearly as good as Denver. Well, I don't want to protect it, too. So we, we did Meow Wolf, which is great. So great. If you ever get the chance. Yeah. Thank you, Meow Wolf Denver. It was very trippy and definitely helps if you enjoy in all that Colorado and Denver has to offer. Which I did. We Obviously. also did Flight Club, which is a place I had been in London. I keep saying that a lot every time okay, people, guys, I talk about it. Flight, not fight. Flight, yeah. Flight, <laughs> flight Club. Flight. And it's really funny because I kept saying it, and then I found apparently their website or something officially does say this. It's Top Golf meets Darts, and it's a lot of fun if you haven't done it before. So it's, fun. It's a lot of fun. We got to hang with our girl Lindsay from the Lyrics for Lunch podcast. If you haven't yeah. listened to that, go take Lindsay a listen. Tucker. It was fantastic. She's awesome. She is. And that podcast is great. Yeah. And also the Denver Biscuit Company. Oh, man. I would do anything for them to open Denver Biscuit Company in New York State. When you go on trips, when you go places. Yeah. And everything's off, right? You're sleeping in a different place and you're up later and like because you're hanging out with people at this conference mm-hmm. or a work trip, whatever it might be. You ever sort of like question like, was it that good? Or was I just like hung over and like... No fucking way. Like, it was no. <laughs> strawberry shortcake on a homemade biscuit. Yeah. It was pure sex in a bowl. Yeah. And then I had the best breakfast sandwich of my life. Yes. And we stayed at the Gaylord Resort in Aurora, Colorado. And yeah. there was an influx, nay I say an infestation of baby motherfucking bunnies. And the way that Dale, Tom, Kyle, and I lost our ever-loving shit when we saw these bunnies, we're like, ooh, one. Is that two? Wait, is that three? Is that four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten? That is not even being... That's not a hyperbole, people. There was plethora of bunnies on this grounds. At that point, I had taken zero gummies, but if I had, it would have been a lot more amazing. It felt like we did. 
yeah. I felt like it was on another planet. It's really funny. Like we went to Meow Wolf later in that week, but going back to like when we discovered, and apparently it's a thing. I think Lin Lindsay Tucker from Lyrics for Lunch, she lives in Denver. And we were like, oh yeah, there's all these bunnies everywhere. She's like, oh yeah, that's a thing, which I didn't know. And we didn't I didn't know. either. And we went out to this field behind the Gaylord Rockies resort. And it's just a field of bunny rabbits just bouncing around. And like they're, oh my God. It was dreamlike. It, it was very, we, it was I weird. was beside myself. I was making noises and squeaks that came out of my body that didn't know that they could do of just sheer glee. Those are the tiniest bunnies I've ever oh, seen in my so life. So tiny. Yeah. It was a really good time. Yeah. We ate a lot of uh, buffet style situations. Just all you can eat food. Anyone who has ever worked with or for me will tell you I don't just like, oh, well, let's go out to a restaurant. It has to be an experience. If we're going out as like a team or business, whatever it might be, it's hot pot or it's, uh, I can't pronounce the, yeah, we did. We did go, we did do hot pot and that was on a whim even. That wasn't even planned, but we never sat down. Sans like lunch at the resort when we didn't really have an option. We went to like the sports bar there, which was also very good. But everything else was an experience. We had to go to a place and have some kind of experience. So it was fantastic. So it was. We missed you, but we're back, bitches. We're back. And on the plane. Yeah. Which might I add, Thomas, let me fly first class. Yeah. <laughs> we looked wait, across wait, just... the row and you said, do you want to do suits? And I was like, fuck yeah, let's do suits. Well, <laughs> so that's what brought us to today. Yeah, because the thing is, well, first and foremost, too, let me just the, the whole first class thing. We were going from Denver to New York, which is a very short flight, which is what, like three hours, something like that. It's, it's yeah, not yeah, a long yeah. flight. I don't remember the first time I upgraded to first class. I remember I had like back problems and things. I do. So. It was three weeks ago. Okay. <laughs> yeah. When you did it for me. So what happened was there was like one time I upgraded and then there's that feeling. If you've ever flown first class, you understand what I'm talking about. If you haven't, you don't understand it and you should do it once. Well, maybe you shouldn't because let me explain once you fly first class, it is painful to go backwards. Like just that feeling, like, you know, when everyone's like gathering at the gate and shoving, like they're going to be like, they're rushing on the plane. Like they're yeah. going to be like, they're a flight attendant. It's like, get away. I, I never get that. The fucking no. seats are assigned guys. Yes. We are not and rushing for front row. <laughs> I don't get it. And so when I get to the gate and you experience this with me is I'll like, just, I won't stand up front. Right. I'll let all the other people gather and shove and do their thing. But the moment they go on, they're like, okay, um, first class, now boarding first class. And you get to push through those people, like get out of my way. You're not going on the plane yet. It is just like a, mm, it is so fulfilling in my chest. I was in peasant seating on the way there. <laughs> and I was not in peasant seating because I was still in comfort plus. <laughs> and I do want to just let everyone know, Tom yeah. told me, to yeah, upgrade to first class on the way yeah. there. I did not. To be clear, by the way, as we're spending the Gotham West me. company budget, <laughs> the upgrade to first class was like 150 bucks. Yeah, right? it was it's not extravagant. Flight. We're not talking thousands of dollars here. We're not flying we, Emirates. Right. But I did not. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you were and, stuck in the middle seat. And I was in the middle seat because originally when we booked these tickets, Tom was on one side of me and Dale was on the other. Yeah. And then they went to cool people <laughs> camp and I stayed in peasant camp and yeah. it was fine. Peasant camp yeah. was fine. I'm good with peasant camp, but Oh, this is another part of the story. It's a red eye and yeah. I have to work the next day when we land my other job. Yeah. And we're talking, uh, we're landing at five, six in the morning in New York time. I'm taking a, an Uber, a train, a car ride, and going to work. Could not have been more miserable for me. <laughs> which, by the way, I just want to point something out, because this is where I'll give I'll give credit to our lovely company, Gotham West, which I'm in charge of. But you were like, oh, I'm going to take the air train and do all this. I'm like, just take an Uber. Like, just, we, you like, have, yes, we have a corporate Uber train, account. It's yeah. $9. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, it's going to be a lot of money. I'm like, yeah, I know, but that's why it's there. Just go, like, you had to, you had to travel the shortest part of your trip was the flight from Denver, Colorado to yes. New York. And yes. then you had to go to work and home slash in the same direction, which was just as long as the, the yeah, flight. From landing to the time I got to right. the, the work situation, five hours. Yeah. Right. So anyway, the funniest part for me is we're a little punch drunk. It's midnight. We're in the Delta Lounge, folks. Yes, I got that. I got you. He got us that. in the Delta <laughs> Lounge. And he goes to put his sweatshirt 
in his suitcase. And I say, aren't you going to need that on the plane? It's cold. And he looks me dead in the face, this motherfucker. And he goes, oh, you don't know. They give us blankets. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't know. Meanwhile, I've got a sweater and then a sweater that I've pulled out for my legs so I can wrap them up because I was so cold on the way there. And then a sweater I planned to wear, but another one I was going to use for a pillow. He's like, they also give us pillows. Oh, I'm sorry. The best part about that, too, is you have yet to experience like because we we was a midnight flight, like our flight took off at 1159. And I don't sleep on planes, so. Which I normally do when I could not sleep. I don't know. I was just, I don't know what it was, but I, I just, oh, I, I couldn't it. was the 8,000 milligrams of THC in our system. Yeah, That's why we like could that. not sleep. But I will say you still have an experience like meal service and things. Because like when they make those announcements where they're like, oh, we'll have like a snack box available. That doesn't apply to first class, right? We get trays of food. Remember, I was complaining before our flight because I checked in and this is Delta and this is, I'm going to sound like an asshole, but when you check in before your flight, like a couple days before, it's like, oh, select your meal. And I was like, they only have two salads on here. I don't want salad. I'm sitting in first class. I want a real meal. And then the day of on the flight, when you can like check the menu, Mm -hmm. it showed they had a cheeseburger. And so I waved the flight attendant. I'm like, and they like, they come around checking like, oh yeah, you you selected this. Is that still what you want? And I was like, oh, um, is there actually, he's like, actually I have a surprise. He like, yes, we do have a cheeseburger. He's like, let me go reserve one for you. And he did that. And I got my cheeseburger. I do want to point out, Tom could not be the furthest version of a person who's like a dick. But when you do travel, you do Mm -hmm. it the right way. Because let's all point out here that Thomas worked in radio for a very, very, very long time. Where the free snacks in in the lounge at your job was probably like, you know, the snacks for the day for you. Oh, my God. You (laughs) understand. So I was going to say I won't mention the company, but this is kind of obvious. But like. I remember Howard Stern used to get crumb cupcakes delivered every like Tuesday because they had like a Baba Booey cupcake or something. Mm -hmm. So they would like send troves of cupcakes to Howard Stern, but it would only to Howard Stern's team. And then when they would get through what they were going to have, they would give the rest over to us, you know, minions on the other side of the wall. In Comfort Plus. Yeah, I got you. And I would like shove one in a coffee cup for Dale to bring home because I'm like, I have to somehow figure out transport. But the thing is, like years ago, and I had a friend of mine, actually Jake Redman from ModHop.com. I'll plug him right here too. He does lounge reviews. And I was flying business class the first time I ever did that from New York to London. And I was like, hey, it's a red eye. I'm going to get in and then I can't check in my hotel. It's too early. And like, what do I do? Like, is there a lounge? And he told me where to go. And I got off the plane. And I go to the lounge. They're like, oh, hello, Mr. West. Right. We'll check you right in. Here's your shower. You can go shower up. I got to change and shower. It changed my life. And I think people who travel might understand what I'm talking about is like, there's a difference between like going to like the Centurion Amex lounge and like relaxing, which I brought you to too. We just had, oh, free drinks, free meal, like just some, you know, delicious like espresso chicken thighs. You had an espresso martini. I had a French 75. Is that the one? Yeah, I good job. I'm proud of you. I got good it right job. that time. There's a difference between that and then going over to your gate and they're like, oh, first class, ready to board. And you just kind of push through the people who were like sweating and and who just ran out of Hudson News with it's four water me. bottles and bags That's of That's literally always me. Right. <laughs> what did I say when we were walking to our gate? I said, can we stop yeah. at a Hudson News so I can get water? And you're like, oh, honey, they'll give it to you as soon as you sit down. Yeah. In fact, you you still miss because of the way we were boarding and stuff where it's normally like you have like a little champagne when you get on your flight. What? Like I miss yeah. the champagne. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll we'll find a trip to like L.A. or something, at least cross country. So you can do like the Delta one, because that's the other thing, too. Laying down on a flight that changes your life. Like there's nothing like it. I've never can I, I, I just was tell excited you- to sleep. Eventually, we'll get to the reason why we have this podcast. But like a month ago, my mom's dream has always been to see the Northern Lights. Yeah. Her health is not the best, has not been the best for a very long time. I swear to God, she's the fucking bionic woman. And she wants to see the Northern Lights. I was on the phone with her and I was like, I just booked us two flights to Iceland on the 26th of September. So they're non-refundable. I didn't pay for the cancellation charge. So you have to go. And she's notorious for backing out of things. So... I booked budget airlines play (laughs) out of Stewart Airport. Like, we are not even allowed to bring a carry-on. We have to pay Uh, for it. And 
now that Tom has done this to me, I'm like, I don't want to fucking do this. No. This is going to be awful. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to Iceland. Yeah. How how long of a flight is that, too? It doesn't matter. It could be <laughs> 10 minutes and I'm going to be fucking miserable. Yeah. He's Unless it's us, an folks. empty plane. Unless it's an empty plane. It's not an empty plane. It's a budget okay. airline. Yeah. <laughs> you kidding me? Well, I will say this. That's the thing. Once I went, and this is, you know, destroying me financially at the same time, to be clear. Once you fly first class, it's like, oh man, I don't want to go. I don't I don't want to go to the back. I don't want to go back there. If anyone is listening, do not ever offer Tommy a spot on a private plane. He will never, I will never financially recover from this. <laughs> I will say, well, two things. One, that entire concept of once you've been to first class, you know what it's like and you don't never want to go back was a plot point in Seinfeld at some point where they Absolutely. were like offering yes. like a flight in and I, Elaine had never flown first class and Jerry's like, oh, you don't want to do it because once you do it, like there's no going back. Like you, you've never flown. You don't know what you're missing. It's totally true. And then second, there goes commercial flights and then there is private, but there's something in between called semi-private, which is kind of popular right now, which people are getting on like these like smaller semi-private jets where it's like kind of like first class, but that's the entire jet. And like, it's not that expensive, but they only fly to certain places. That's my next gig. That's the next thing I'm trying to figure out where I can travel. You can't that. do that because I'm never going to be able to be like, let me reciprocate and get this for you. No, but it's, again, it's not me. It's it's Gotham West, so we're good. That's so. fine. I'm just saying. You know what I got to buy him in Denver, folks? A fucking water bottle. That was it. It's the only thing I got to buy him. You tipped our drive. Oh, we missed that too. We also- oh, yeah, uh, I did. We, I did cash. I was the right. cash king, girl. Well, because all I carry are Amex cards, and that's it, because I'm <laughs> okay. all trying to- Your douchometer is fucking skyrocketing. We're losing listeners no, 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 no. by the minute. <laughs> to be clear, it's for points, right? I only carry them because I want to earn points so that I could go and pay for my first class travels that I, I couldn't afford otherwise. Guys, so. I swear to God, he is very down to earth. Yes. Do not let this- this is tying into the show very well. It talking is. about douchometers. Right. And so to bring it back to where you, and you had already mentioned this, we were on the flight and I was looking through what, like, what I can watch and Suits was on there. And I had just read an article about how Suits was like the number one show on Netflix, right? It was like one of those things that kind of yes. came out of nowhere. I will say years ago, a friend of mine named Roland, who was a talent booker at the company I worked at, loved Suits, right? Swore up and down. It was like the greatest show in the world. It, it, it was his favorite show. And so it was like trending now. It's like, oh man, you got to be excited that it's like trending. No, not only trending, Tom. There was over 3 billion minutes of this show streamed over a three week period. Yeah, it's insane. That's bananas. It's funny to me that people are discovering it because you got to keep in mind too. One, it was a show that was on USA Network. So it's not even like a network show because there's been like a bunch of like network TV shows that people have like discovered years later. Like, oh, I remember people watched that or I heard about it. I will say I, I hear that about like Superstore from NBC. Mm-hmm. People talk about that. My a bunch, sister like, really likes that show it. and I've never seen it. Yeah. But this is a weird one because it just sort of came out of nowhere. But you know what I, I attribute it to again? It's Meghan the Markle. TikTok. TikTok. Uh, no, not Meghan oh, yeah. Markle. Okay. TikTok 100% because yeah. I think I've talked about this on here. There's a, sh- a medical show on there yeah. that I have watched hours oh. of. I don't it's even either, know the fucking name of the show. Okay. I have the same thing with, I see a bunch of Chicago Med on there. Is that what it is? Is it the one where with the guy from, uh, he's in the bear? Oh, it's gonna, yes. I'll, I'll figure yes, it out. Yes, that is the one. Yeah. That's okay, Chicago, yeah, that's Med. Chicago yes. Med. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, talking and Nanny Carey from One Tree Hill is on there. Yeah. And uh, I'll she reply, plays, by the way. Sorry. Yes. Okay. That is the one. And I'm yeah. constantly watching it. And then it's like, oh my God. And the name of the fucking yeah. YouTube channel is like, Y2K4LP flower emoji. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, let me click on this fucking thing so I can find part two, three, four, seven, yeah. nine, 12, and 15. Okay, that's fair. I get that show a lot. I get uh, The Good Doctor. Oh, I get a lot. Same, same. But I was also getting suits and I was As getting was like, the, yes. the pilot episode. I never watched the show, never watched it. This is a couple months back. So this is like, I want to say like six months ago. And I kept getting these like clips from the first episode. And I was like, oh, I got to watch this. Like, you know, my friend Roland talked to me about it all the time. He always liked it. I, I, I'm down for like this a legal drama kind of thing. 
And so I started watching it and here we are. But I, okay. I, I believe a lot of people found it that way too. I was an OG watcher. I love legal really? dramas. Fun fact about baby Amanda, since she was like seven, told everybody she wanted to be the first female player on the New York Yankees and a lawyer. That's all I want to be <laughs> in life. Literally, that's it. That's all I wanted. I mean, I bought the LSAT study guide in Walden Books in our mall when I was wow. like 12 because I was like, I'm going to be the world's best lawyer. Okay, uh, let me. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you my one quick story. Go ahead. All right. So I was not a studious student. I don't know if that's even the right terminology, but I was I was not a good student. And this is in high school. And I had a crush on this girl, and she was like, "I'm going to this after school thing." I never went to anything after school. Like I I didn't go to school during school. Like I, was I you say, know you like, were in the you were in the park. <laughs> yeah, no, I, school. <laughs> I left. Like there was like eight periods, and like after four, I was like, "Ah, that's enough for me," and I left. But this girl I had a crush on was like, I'm going to this after school program. You should come. And I was like, well, okay, that's an invitation. Okay, yeah, sure, I'll come. Because you know, I was a high school, awkward teenager. And it was this thing to uh, moot court, it was called. So it wasn't mock trial. Mm. It was moot court. Did you have moot court in your school? No, I don't think okay, so. So I I think a, a, lot of people, a lot of people know what mock trial is, which is literally mm. like, you know, it's mock. It's a trial, but it's mock. Mock trial with Jay Rhino. And then there's moot court. Moot court is the elevated version of that, right? It's like the more advanced version because you're arguing in front of a Supreme Court. Oh. This is oral arguments to a Supreme Court. No witnesses, nothing, right? I didn't know this at all. I didn't know what the hell I was getting myself into. So I show up to this after-school program and it is all these honor students who are coming to their teacher's class. I forget what class the teacher taught, but like it's like all the students she knows and who's this weird kid that cuts class all the time and is failing. <laughs> like half this, class he does not belong here. No, not at all. But I think she felt bad because I wasn't part of the kids she knew. So she threw me a bone and was like, well, I have to include this kid. So she gave me the primary role of arguing a case. So like only four kids got to argue cases because there were two cases and there were uh, two sides to each case. So the point of the, the case was to argue one side my side or my case was it was about Title Nine. I might be getting this wrong to this day, but it was, you know, they're separate but equal, right? So there has to be like a boys team and a girls team. There has to be like, you know, equal of, of either side unless there's, and this is about sports teams at schools. So if they don't offer a gendered team, they have to offer like a unisex team or something. So the case that was, was that there was a lacrosse team at this school. And by the way, I'm from New York City. At a New York City high school, we don't have lacrosse. I didn't even know lacrosse was, right? That's, that's, yeah, but you're that's close to Long sport. Island, and lacrosse okay. is basically, you get born in Long Island, they put a fucking lacrosse stick in your hand. Right. <laughs> but I didn't know that. I didn't know. Any, I was like, I don't know what lacrosse is. This is alien to me. Some from kids from like the Midwest. But anyway, so the case I was arguing was for this girl that she should be able to be on the men's lacrosse team because there wasn't an equivalent female lacrosse team. And the school's argument was, well, there's not enough students to create a girls lacrosse team. And it was dangerous for the girl and yada, yada, yada. The backstory to this entire case is that it was like it went to the courts and like there was an appeal. It went through appeal, went the opposite way. So now we made it ourselves to the Supreme Court. And the assistant district attorney came in to like mentor us. And I remember the guy telling me, he's like, wow, you're really good at this. Have you ever thought about becoming a lawyer? I was like, I can't even graduate high school. Like I'm stuck here forever. Like become a lawyer. What is wrong with you? Um, you don't have to. School. Mike Ross didn't. I know, but I don't have, <laughs> I don't have his skills. All I had was this. I can speak. That was all I had. And I, I'm not even good at that. So I'll never forget. I, I don't know what I did after school once a week for this program, but then the day comes when we're going on the trip and my other teachers were like, I'm sorry, you're doing what? Like you don't even, you barely show up. You're going on a trip as part of a after school program. You're, you're here after school. You're not here during school. And so confused the hell out of everyone. We get on this little school bus and we go to the city. And I'll never forget on the school bus, they're like, hey, so do you have your arguments planned? And I was like, yeah, I got it in my head. And they're like, no, 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 you have to write it out. I'm like, ah, oh, I didn't know we had homework in this after school program. I didn't know that. Like begrudgingly, I remember like the teacher, like someone had some extra paper or loose leaf and then like a pencil. And I'm sitting there like writing my argument out. We're going to Fordham University in the city to argue in front of law students who are now pretending to be the Supreme Court. So they, the Oh my kids, God. And you've got these fucking nerds with you that are probably like hand type double space. Yes. Yeah. With their exactly. cited sources. 
I had to borrow my brother-in-law's suit because I didn't own a suit and it's like double the size on me. I look like the little rascals like trying to pretend to get in. No, that always reminds me of, um, remember that episode of Doug where they had the band and they were all in like the big suits. That was me. And so anyway, the best part of the story is, (laughs) this is my very Mike Ross moment. I go there and because I can just confidently speak, I'm not even reading the paper, right? I'm just, I'm just arguing my case. And Again, because they're pretending to be the Supreme Court. So it's me versus some girl from like some other school, right? Because it's a competition. And so there's some like girl from like on a Probably roll. spent her whole life preparing for this moment. Right. She's up there. She gets through her like, you know, little speech. And then they ask her a question and she's like freezing. She doesn't know how to answer it. Me, I'm going back and forth. They're like throwing, like lobbing me questions. And I'm like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like just answering their questions. And I'm like, oh, it doesn't make any sense because of this law, whatever. And I knew all that stuff. It was all in my head. And I won. There was like two <laughs> rounds and I went up twice and I won both rounds where like they ruled in my favor because of my argument. Because it's all based on the argument. It's not even based on like yeah. the rule of law. It's like based on who they think showed their case enough. And I got the highest score. <laughs> of and then after any, did you mic drop on the bus? And you're like, I'm out. <laughs> no, I didn't even understand what was going on then. That's and then, how like, Tommy do. I'm out. I was, I was just I'm just there because a girl I had a crush on asked me to come and I thought, you know, maybe she'd like me. She didn't Did it like work? me. That was like, no, no, it didn't work at all. Shit. No. Well, but things we do anyway, for love. But it was funny because I got the highest score of the entire thing and the highest score our school had ever gotten just in my arguments. You should teach kids how to not have to do homework and still succeed in school. <laughs> I mean, it took me, I mean, you know, five years of high school is a lot. Um, Imagine you just stayed the fifth year in high school just so that you could have another year to go to this fucking thing and win every year. I you wasn't banned Wilder? Did no, you ban Wilder? I was in. I was oh, in I know. for five years. I know. Oh, you're saying I should have done it another you year? You should have ban Wilder it. Yeah, ban what? You know what I'm saying? This kid comes every year, but it's really funny because I did love it, but I, I'm not a studious person. But I felt very much like Mike Ross. I mean, well, Mike Ross has talent, and he knows what he's talking about. I that had opening like, scene. I will tell you. Okay, so I love legal dramas. I am a huge any kind of crime legal drama I'm in. And so I will say that this, when it first came out, I was like, oh, I'm in, I'm in. Yeah. But again, it's not like I could really stream it. Yeah. Like 2011 streaming was just maybe starting to yeah. become a thing. Not quite. I don't even know the accuracy on that. Yeah. And I was working all the fucking time. So <laughs> I could never watch this live. Yeah. But I would catch up and, you know, whatever. But I have not watched it since. Yeah. We just talked about this. I think I stopped yeah. around season six. And if I okay. recall correctly, mm-hmm. that's the season that Meghan Markle and what's his name leave, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's like they, they leave at the end of, I think, uh, or, five? or during season six. Six. No, okay. season five is the one where Mike goes to jail. <laughs> he goes to jail. <laughs> season to six jail. is his where he's, he's at the mercy of Frank. Yeah, I'm just checking to make sure I got I got this right. I believe that's the case. Season six, I think they leave because at the beginning of season seven. It, oh, no, I don't remember. Either way, that's when I left. I, it's not I didn't stop watching it because of her. It's just like, you know, whatever that time yeah. of my life. And then 2018, 2019. I still can't believe that the show was on in 2019. Like I didn't watch the last two seasons. Also, yeah. I don't remember a lot of what happened, but I got into podcasting. And listening yeah. to podcasts, kind of probably when everyone did. Like my favorite murder, I listened to their first episode. Serial, like I really got into listening to podcasts in this American life. I had already been listening to, and they talked about the Innocence Project on a lot of the yeah. true crime podcasts that I listened to. Yeah, and in the show, Rachel's working on in like an Innocence Project case for one of her law professors or something, and yeah. it's like one of the plot lines of the show. Yeah. And it like resurged my interest in the show. I'm not as well versed in this as I was with other shows that we've done. Yeah. First off, season six is the one where he goes to prison. Okay. And then season seven is the one who I think is the last season for Meghan Markle and Patrick J. Adams. Okay. If I'm getting that right. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Absolutely is. Okay. Then season eight, they're not in it anymore. I mean, I've always loved 
like legal dramas. Like I loved, um, I don't know if you ever watched The Practice. I thought that yeah. show was really good at the time. And now it just seems a little preachy. I loved Boston Legal. There was one where, um, God, the, Mark Gosler was in where he played like a public defender. I think it was only on for like a season or two and it got canceled. Yeah. And my mom and I watched it together. And it's like one of those memories I have where it we fucking loved it. And we would like lay yeah. in her bed and watch it. We're like, oh my God, this is so good. Uh, got canceled because I'm yeah. sure it was trash TV. But oh, hang we on, loved, I'm loving it. Saved by the Bell. No, that's not it. <laughs> it was a great legal drama. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's connected, but like over the weekend, I was enamored by, I was like, I want to find some like good legal drama movies. And like my favorite is like The Rainmaker, right? Which is like, that's an easy, like, like that's like everyone's favorite. If you look up like good legal drama movies, the Rainmaker is up there. I watched A Few Good Men for the first time, too. I can't believe you just said that. So my whole life, I said I wanted to be a lawyer. I yeah. saw A Few Good Men for the first time. Changed my mind. I want to be a JAG lawyer. So it was like ninth <laughs> grade. Like I yeah. had a, a Marine recruiter that I was talking to. Like yeah. I had he would meet me at the track like we were working out. Like I was going to yeah. join the Marines as an officer and I was going to be a fucking JAG lawyer. That's all I wanted. And then they found a bunch of little tumor nubby nubs in my kneecaps oh, and I started to get real slow at running and I started to get real slow at soccer and I was in a fuck ton of pain and did not end up playing soccer the rest of my senior year because of it and then was told I can't join the Marine Corps so Jeez. that's what led us here today folks uh, but anyway <laughs> I just feel like the whole genre has kind yeah. of died off a bit Right. I think for me, and I don't know if you feel the same way, like, you know, there's a few where like I can watch it over and over again. Like I, I mentioned like the Rainmakers one where like I can watch it a lot. There are others where I'm like, once you know the story, like once you follow the thread and like this, the case unravels or it's not enjoyable anymore. And in trying to like chase this feeling of like watching a good legal drama on the plane ride, the aforementioned Red Eye, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I couldn't sleep and I watched Michael Clayton. Okay. Have you watched any of the recent ones, though? Like Goliath, apparently, is very good with no. Billy Bob Thornton. Your Honor, people love that one. That's Brian Cranston, right? Oh, that's a series, though, right? That yeah, was like a limited a series. series on uh, stars. Um, also, My Cousin Vinny, how have we not talked yeah, about that? That's a great one. You know, we got to get back to the actual suits. But like the thing we about will. My Cousin Vinny is. It's like the coloring of that movie or like there's something about the way it's shot that is very off-putting to me and I can't put Ooh. my finger on it. It's like the coloring or the cinematography or something, not the content of it. It's just like the way it looks. I just wanted to be as cool it. as Marissa Tomei in that series. She was like, they didn't have a Cadillac with that Moda. <laughs> it didn't also, have the differential. I will tell you, Aaron Brockovich, I know we got to oh, get yeah, back to Suits, but yeah. that whole story, that whole movie, I was ab obsessed like obsessed yeah. uh, that in another life I would have followed those dreams I would have still been a lawyer I would not have let life get in the way but um so I am obsessed with these things and suits I loved because yeah. it kind of brought together that it's not trash television no and a lot of it yeah hokey for sure also the whole idea that a whole law office only hires Harvard graduates yeah they would be sued to fucking shit this day and age like that's not gonna exist number one number two your license is on the line. Like you're yeah. disbarred if they find out that you're letting someone who's never been to law school and lying and saying that they had been to law school. It's okay if you haven't been to law school, whatever, but yeah. that whole thing. Yes. You have to like push past that. Yes. It's a drama, but it put together all the things I loved about Grey's Anatomy, all the things I love about law dramas in general. Yeah. Put them all together and like the people were really good looking. They're really pleasing to look at. Like everybody no. on that show, except no. for Liddy McLiddy's. <laughs> He's unfortunate. But like the people were really good looking. And I liked the chemistry of the characters together. Yeah. Like it's one of those shows where you're just like, oh, I love them together. Oh, that's so yeah. good. So it was a very comforting and good show. But also, I mean, I thought the storylines were really good. Yeah, I, that's the thing I'll, I'll give the show is there's a lot of legal dramas that this show, the story of the week as they go, right? Mm -hmm. These kind of shows, it's about the a case. It's about the story. There's not like, there's the intermingling of like relationships in here and sure, like that, yeah, but like yeah, it's yeah. never the focus. It's always like the B or C storyline. But I like that. 
I like when I there's you. like some girly ass shit happening in the yeah. B and C storyline. I love it. Yeah, no, that's fair. But what drives me as a guy who's into it is like, I want to see the cases. I want to see Harvey, you know, win the case or whatever it might be. But yeah, and I, I will say the few things I caught, because again, I only watched the first episode, the pilot a couple months ago. Great pilot, by the way. It absolutely like, really the solidifies the, the story. Yeah. What makes a good writing for a show and I, when we did a lot of the HBO series like Barry, we never talked about Silicon Valley, which I think we should at some point. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So there's some problematic history there too, but I think it's a great show. But I, what I will say is going into, we were just talking about, you know, the, the season, whatever it was, six or whatever, where uh, Mike goes to prison. They don't let go of the, what happened in the pilot, right? It still haunts them throughout yeah. the, you know, rest of the series and stuff. So there's a lot that, that goes on there, which they don't let it go in a good way because they paint themselves into corners and then have to figure out how to get out of it a lot, which is good. It's good writing, right? It's not just taking the safe road. and Also, fucking great cast. Yeah. Well, can we talk about Meghan Markle for a second? Okay. <laughs> I don't want to be canceled by an entire country. I, no, 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 no. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I, one of the things that stood out to me, like putting aside anything else about like, you're not, not hating on Meghan Markle as a person or anything like that, right? Especially like there, there was a point and my wife, Dale, actually said this too, because we were watching, it was like season four and season five. And she's like, she just exists. And maybe it's the way she's written, right? To be fair, right? Where all, every scene is just her being sad and crying. Because her case isn't going the way it's supposed to. Or Mike's in prison. And she's like, it's just like she became just like the, she's just in a scene to cry and sell the point that well, there's something sadness going on. I think she became that because in the beginning of the show, mm-hmm. like pilot season one, season two, yeah. you automatically get the thing is like, oh, you don't fuck with her. She might be a paralegal, but like she knows more than half the lawyers in this office. Right, but isn't that kind of Donna's character though? Eventually, too. Yeah, like, very much so. But I don't know what happened. But they changed. It's like she fell in love, and all of a sudden yeah. she's this damsel in distress. Yeah, exactly. But she was written like to me. I remember watching. I was like, oh, she's a fucking badass in this world right. of law, and I really right. liked that about the pilot episode. It's like, oh, there's. Yeah. It's not just a bunch of dudes that are lawyers. There's women yeah. in this show too who are just as badass. And I think you're right. I think it's how she was written eventually into the show. Yeah. But I mean. You could feel towards the end that she didn't want to be there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I don't blame her with mm. what they did to her character. Yeah. But she still speaks so insanely fondly, I think, from documentaries and stuff that I've seen. Like she loved being on Suits. Oh, yeah. She loved it. Canada. Like Canada saved her during all this drama that she went through in her life. She feels like Canada's home to her because that's where yeah. they shot the pilot in New York City. Everything else was shot in Toronto. I know. Can Literally I just tell you everything shot in Toronto? Can I just tell you again? I'll reference reference my wife again. Is she's like I would never notice these things had you not pointed out, but now I can't unsee it. Like it's all <laughs> I can see. There was a shot, and I gotta go back and find it in one of the earlier seasons, like season two or season three, where again the show is supposed to be set in New York. Yeah, they film it in Toronto. Which is, by the way, a beautiful city. I, if you've Gorgeous. never been to Toronto, absolutely fun city. And there's always like one New York City taxi cab that they have in like, the stock cars <laughs> that just drives back and forth in every single scene. It's the exact same taxi. And but I mean, I'm from New York City, born and raised, so like I can tell like that's not the that's not the right street yeah. sign. I know that I know it's not. And I remember watching the pilot and being like, I that's Park Avenue. They're running across Park Avenue, and trying to figure out like. Oh, is this building that they're filming in front of something they filmed back when they did the pilot for like season one? But like, it was like, no, no, no. They filmed everything else in Toronto. But there's one shot and I got to go back and find this. We can post it on like Instagram or something where Jessica is in front of the building and she's on a street somewhere and she's having a conversation. And the director of this episode, this moron (laughs) decides, hey, look. There's the CN Tower or whatever it's called in Canada. Mm-hmm. It was called the, uh, you know, it looks like the Space Needle in Seattle. It's, they're all like the same looking thing. I always get them confused. If you could just double check, it's called the CN Tower. I don't want to offend our Canadian friends. And then he just framed it like, like he shot upwards. So like it's Jessica and whoever she's talking to. And then there's the CN Tower just center framed like, oh, it's, it's, and it's a, it's a pretty shot if you're not trying to pretend you're in New York. <laughs> 
What was and I going to say like, it was? Someone clearly just missed the thread and was just like, oh, I'm a directing okay. episode of Suits and didn't even know where it's supposed to be based. I don't know. It bothered the hell out of me because I'm like, it's one thing if you're being creative and trying to like find places. I have found, by the way, there was a restaurant that Rachel and Ross go to or Mike. I don't call them Ross. Rachel and Mike go to. That's a Friends episode. Would you like I to know. do that next? <laughs> Ross and Rachel. Uh, <laughs> that's I like, why I did it. It's Ross and Rachel. Yeah. Michael, Ross and Rachel. But it was a real restaurant in New York City. It's closed now. But uh, at the time, it was a real restaurant. So I did I did appreciate some of that detail that they did do. And it's always funny where it's like the scene transitions. It's like stock footage of New York City. And then it's clearly Toronto streets that they're walking in front of. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. One of the things that I saw that like, cause she does talk about it. Like, again, I've, you know, I'm not one of those people that like knows a lot about the Royal family, but I have watched and read a lot of books and watched documentaries and stuff. But and, and fair, your husband looks like a, looks like he's part of the Royal family. He sure does. My little baby. Um, Meghan Markle talked about how the show was like home to her because Canada yeah. was so good to her and such a beautiful city and that kind of stuff. And also, once I knew watching the show that it was shot in Toronto, because that yeah. became like a really big talking point about the show is like Canada was really proud that yeah. this was all being shot in Toronto. Yeah. And because I was watching it live, I was like, yeah, that's not fucking New York City. <laughs> not only that, not even the apartments that they live in are like yeah. New York City-esque. Like, that's too fucking nice, dude. The hallway of that, that is not a New York... Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And did you know that this show, like, fun fact, mm -hmm. this was supposed to be called Illegal Mind. Obviously not to. I did uh, know that. I actually yeah, did know to, I don't know to why Mike's I character. That, but, I but I think it was that. And then one of the other fun facts that I had read when we first decided to do this on the plane is that Jessica's character was originally male, which I'm glad they went with yeah. a badass black lady. Gina Torres. Oh, God. She's so good. I fucking love her. She's she so good. Can I just tell you, too, Louis Lit. <laughs> we just have got, to talk about him. Should we just have yeah. a Louis Lit episode? It's about to so, be Lit. Let me just tell you, there was this show that I really liked. I feel like it, it deserved better. It was a show back in 2005. So this predates Suits, obviously. But it was my first introduction to Rick Hoffman, who plays uh, Louis Litt. The show was called Jake in Progress. It was okay. a starring vehicle on ABC for John Stamos, where he played the title character of Jake, who's just like this womanizing dude, right? And then he befriends this weirdo, wacko dude, <laughs> named Patrick Van Dorn, which is Rick Hoffman's character. Okay. Uh, and he's just off the wall and weird and zany. He's sort of like a antagonist, but like he definitely is there to kind of shake up Jake and make him a better person. But the, the cast on that show was also stacked. Ian Gomez, who has been in a bunch of different TV shows, David Hornsby, who is from, it's a rickety cricket from, uh, it's always sunny. Mm -hmm. Julie Bowen, who would go on to do other ABC shows. Uh, Christina Hendricks was on the show. Kevin Hart. Like, it, it was a good show. It was like a fun, whimsical show on ABC. But I remember, like, I was like, oh, who is that guy? That guy is weird. And Rick Hoffman kind of looks like this other actor whose name I can't remember now that I was always, I always confused the two when I would see them in things. But he only really appeared in that TV show and then Suits and then the spinoff, which we'll talk about at some point. But I never saw it and I don't really know much about it. But the... Jessica Pearson spinoff. I didn't watch that either. And, you know, when I was doing homework for this, I read a Hollywood Bazaar article that said that when the creator of Suits, Aaron Korsh, he had worked on Wall Street. Oh, I didn't know that. So when he wrote the spec piece for this show, he wanted it to be like a half hour long entourage type show based on his experiences working on Wall Street. So wait, before you continue, was it supposed to be about Wall Street instead of law instead? I think like, so, maybe. Okay. But like he said, like as he wrote it, he was like, oh, this show's going to be an hour long. Each episode's going to be an hour. And I think that's where he got more into the law base of it. But having known that now, if you've never been to FIDA, if you've never been down to the financial district <laughs> and been down to Wall Street yeah, and seen 
the Mike Ross copy pastes and Harvey <laughs> copy pastes walking around and lit, lit copy yeah. pastes walking around downtown Wall Street. Yeah. It's hilarious now that I know that having done this, I was like, oh my God, his experiences are written all over it. Like yeah. there is definitely that bro code written into it, which is why I like that there are female leads in this show that are really strong. And he he said he did. He wrote this because he worked for a guy just like Harvey. And yeah. that he himself was more like Mike Ross. He had a crazy memory and loved to smoke weed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we don't hate that. But I, I think, too, that there's a lot of a kind of sad, maybe, that Meghan Markle, obviously, she went on to become yeah. what she became and, you know, the Duchess and all that kind of stuff. But there's a lot of really cool facts about her in this show and a lot of her character. Her Meghan Markle's first name is Rachel. Is it really? It is Rachel. She's obsessed with food. So her obsession with being a foodie came into the show. Her like farm to table vocabulary they use. She wore all of her yeah. own jewelry in the show. And like she had a lot of input in like how the show went. But like you just said, didn't you feel like towards the end of what we watched, it did not feel like she wanted to be there anymore. No. In fact, as you mention it, like all like the foodie stuff and all like the mm -hmm. little nuances to her personality. That ends. I felt it disappears completely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to be fair, I thought they overplayed a little bit in like the pilot where he like comes in and, and he's like, whoa, who's this bombshell? It's like, all right, don't like it's fine to like think that she's attractive yes. and be into her, but like yeah, they made it like, oh my God, she's the most beautiful yeah. woman. You know, and to be clear, maybe this is just my my own personal taste. Donna walks by at some point too. Like he met Donna. You know, I mean, in the office scheme of things, I'm going down. A, I'm going down a path that that sounds way worse than I. But I no, no, no. I, just, I know what you're saying. I just but meant like that there's like, other smoke show fucking women in that office, yes. and you didn't have the same reaction. Exactly, and he and, and it's like, all right, uh, Megan Markle, like, okay, it's, it's, it's a chill <laughs> yeah. out. But uh, but yeah, you're, you're totally right. Like in the beginning, there's all like the stuff with her and her father, and then like wanting to become a lawyer and determining like that, and then yeah. like there's that. You know, she's not going to be able to go to Harvard, but she wants to work for the firm. So, like, how does that clash and all that stuff, which is all totally fair. And I think good character building. But again, yeah, you're right. I, at some point, the show leans way heavy into just their backseat character at some point. And even Mike's character to yeah. some point, right? Like, I think once they write themselves out of dodging... Mike's past and lies, then it's like, all right, what do we do now? What do we do like, now? All right. You know, and it's just like, hey, we want you to come back, work for the firm. You're not really a lawyer. You'll just be a consultant now. It's like, okay, we just can't hit reset on it and just pretend like the first five seasons didn't happen. Didn't happen. And also, yeah. like, I mean, she said that she really related to her character because they're both really like insanely hard on themselves to the point where it's like almost you don't like the person because they're so hard of themselves. It's like, yeah. I can't hear you do woe is fucking me anymore. Yeah. And she said, that's very accurate to who she is as a person. And it's like, yeah. you know, I get it. Fun factor about our boy though, Patrick Adams, who, who plays mm -hmm. him, he's a huge photographer. So all the pictures in her office and Rachel's office were taken by him. Huh? That's a little fun fact. And also one of my other fun facts that I have in my notes here that I think you're going to love the most because you were just talking about him. So I, had to tell you this two fun facts one our boy lewis lit mm -hmm. his character fucking loves cats right yeah rick hoffman so deathly allergic to cats that every time he had to film a scene with them they had to have epi pens inhalers and everything at the ready because his allergic reactions were so bad why not just write out right, yeah. the whole cat thing give the guy a fucking hypoallergenic dog or something yeah. i don't know can I just tell you too Why the put one him thing through that? It, I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, it could have been puppies. It could have been anything could have been else. Anything, I don't know. A fucking yeah. canary, for Christ's sake. Yeah. <laughs> also, can I just point this out? I just want to read this for a second. Patrick J. Adams, his uh, Instagram profile. Have you read? Have no, you I've, seen his Instagram? No. I'm nervous. Is it going to make me hate him? No, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I mean, I'm assuming he means this in jest, clearly. But he says okay. the guy from that show you're watching on that app because that girl married that prince. <laughs> And and all his recent photos and stuff oh is him God. just like doing the van life thing, which is hilarious to me that he's just like running around <laughs> wherever, just living in a van with his dog. That is so funny. Well, Gabriel Mock that plays Harvey, yeah. his whole family's fucking lawyers. Isn't that hilarious? 
Like okay. his whole family is lawyers. Can we talk about him for one second too? Yeah. Because what's really Happy interesting to. to me is TikTok was doing that thing again and suggesting shows and things where it was like showing you clips. And there's one clip from a show that keeps popping up and he's in it. And it was from another Canadian TV show oh. called SWAT, the fi uh, firefight where it's like, it's some Canadian like cop drama thing that he was in. So, okay. That's all I got. It was, it was, that was it. But Well, I was just like looking through the article that had my notes on. Mm -hmm. And they said that the, the New York skyline that they use for this show this is yeah. going to drive you fucking insane. You mean like out the window? Like in their yeah. offices? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Like the backdrop they mm -hmm. basically painted for everyone's office. They had painted mm -hmm. on shower curtains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, this article says it was obvious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, you know, what's so funny is like, I know that Catherine Heigl gets a really bad rap mm -hmm. and like everyone says she's like very hard to work with and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But I feel like what we had in Catherine Heigl probably on all the shows that she was on is she was just like a woman who wanted to be paid the same as men and wanted to be treated a certain way. And like, good for you because you're fucking hot and you're a great actress. But she like she petitioned to be on this show like she yeah. wanted this role. She made it happen. I'll give you a little inside scoop on, Please on do. Catherine Heigl. Don't make me hate her because I no, just no, no, started no. liking her again. Okay. No, no, no. I, I will say this. I, to give her some credit from some things I know about, which is like, you know, oh, I, someone told me a friend of a friend, yada, 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 you know, had, believe what you want, but I'll, I'll tell okay. you this. So her mom was her manager for a long time. Yes. And I think her mom is who gave her the bad rap. Okay. Because similar to a lot of other famous people that I've worked with, the person is fine. The mom is the one who's like, oh, that's not what Catherine wants. Catherine okay. wants this. And Catherine's not even aware of what's happening okay. <laughs> of the conversation. So I think a lot of it was mom being bulldog, trying to get her daughter everything that she thinks she deserves. Like a mom would do. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, a manager to probably has a lighter extreme. touch. Yeah. Yeah. And, and probably understands that like me running around town bitching people out saying, you know, this is what Catherine believes is going to make people repeat that. Oh, you know, never going to believe what Catherine Heigl said, even though it came from her mom's mouth. What so did you say I to think, me? <laughs> what did you just say what to me? What did you just say to me? <laughs> also, do you pick up on the fact of like, I think it was around like season five or something like that. They're like, you guys can like drop like shit every once in a while if you want, or like they don't <laughs> drop F-bombs. But like USA Network was clearly like, you guys can open up. You're on past nine now. And then like, <laughs> you know, like the only curse word in their entire vocabulary is shit every once in a while. But it's always like like once per episode, you know, the way I would get fired from television, folks. Did you know that Harvey and Zoe are married in real life? Wait, who is Jacinda this? Barrett and Gabriel Mock? They're married in life, like who's, in real life. Wait, who's Zoe? She played Zoe. I don't Zoe Lawford, which also like what a last name. Wait, like really? That's what you came up with? I don't remember her character. She's from she's like early on. Why don't I from remember his past? From Harvey's past, the hometown that, girl that he had I like a. That was, oh, okay. You know, I always get. You know I what I'm talking her, about? She's like I, she's pretty. She got like lightish brown hair. Yeah, I'm looking at her right now, but I was thinking. Oh, okay, let me Dana pull up Scott, a picture of her. Who was the one that? Uh, was that even was that even her character's name? Um, uh, what was her character's name? No, she had another like nickname. In the show. Uh, who was the, the other girl? The one that comes back and she like works for the firm for like half a second. Oh, I don't remember her. And name. he has like an on again, off again with her. Thing I with her. can't remember how okay. much I've remembered of this show. So like up to this. Clearly we didn't do her. This is this is mock trial all over again. I this didn't do my awful. homework. I didn't write anything down. I just winged it. <laughs> no. And the other thing, too, is there's so many like shipping little like videos and stuff, as the kids say, all over TikTok of Gabriel, Harvey Specter, and Donna. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, uh, we haven't talked about the uh, sex scene in the file room. Oh, between uh, uh, Michael, Ross, and Rachel? Yeah, Ross and Rachel. <laughs> uh, you know, that took eight hours to shoot, and that was his first sex scene. To be clear, it's also a sex scene for, I will say, USA. For, for USA Network. That was pretty scandalous. Yeah, it was pretty scandalous. They said scandalous. this was their most profanity-laden show ever out of USA Network. Really? Did you watch any of the other stuff that around that time too? Like Burn Notice or uh No. No. I don't think so. Can I tell you the, the one like 
thing that really annoyed me with this show, like like the one that you know, like you have scene? a plot. Nah, I mean, I'd fuck both of them, so yeah. it's fine with me. <laughs> but like, just really annoyed me because I don't think it's real, and maybe I'm wrong. Okay, go ahead. But the whole way that you find out that Mike didn't go to fucking Harvard. Do you remember this? The way it's revealed. Or he didn't a have few ways the fucking it. key or know about the key to the Harvard's like order of the fucking something or other. Do you remember this? Order of the coif, quaff, quaff. Order of the quaff. All right. So I remember when they were quizzing about the pizza, right? They were having like so a little like, quiz with the... Lewis realizes that Mike doesn't know... He could never have attended Harvard Law because he doesn't know about the order of the order of the, why can't I not say that fucking order word? Phoenix? Order, <laughs> don't make me laugh. I won't stop. Order of the coif, quaff, coif, quaff. It's like a fucking key from this special, you know, whatever. I was like, that's not real, right? Like, that's not a real thing for Harvard. That cannot be real. Please tell me that's not real. He order of the, the queef is okay. order of the queef real or not, Tom? I mean, uh, if that's how it got its name, maybe I don't know. It can't be. Like I was watching it, I was like, "That's not real." Like, I'm sure, you can get one on eBay, right? Well, I don't <laughs> think it's a real one. thing. Please, uh, someone in the comments, tell us. One of our very many Harvard law graduates, if they could tell us in the comments. Okay, wait. Okay, hang on. I might have an answer. Okay. It says, okay, so the Order of the Coif. No, whatever, call it the Queef, please. <laughs> Queef is an honor society for the United States law student graduates. The name is a reference to ancient English order of advocates, yada, yada, yada. It's okay. real? Okay, it's real. However, it says something somewhere else. It says, however, Harvard Law School is one of five top 50 law schools that has never had an Order of the Queef chapter. <laughs> <laughs> I said it okay, well... I Meaning guess. Harvard graduates would never be in the order or receive keys. Okay. So. All right. Well, I just, I remember watching. I was like, what is this? A fucking episode of Gossip Girl, yeah. which I love. Yeah. But I was like, come on, Chuck Bass. What are we doing here? Also, I think it's really fun that Harvey and Donna were like never meant to have a romantic relationship. But because of fan interference, they wanted it so <laughs> bad. They wrote it in. <laughs> I love that. What's funny too is I don't know if this is true, but apparently her and Gabriel, how do you pronounce his last name? I, Mosh, said, I kept calling Mosh, him Matcha T, so that's Mosh, not going to help anyone. Mosh. They've known each other since like the eighties. I don't know if oh, that's true. that's probably why their chemistry was so fucking good because their chemistry yeah. was great on screen. It was fantastic. Yeah. Before we wrap up, too, can we just talk about all the amazing, amazing guest stars on the I show mean, and people who that's have come what I was through. saying before? Incredible, Rachel Harris. Are you kidding me? I love Rachel Harris. Abigail Spencer was the one Wendell that I was referencing Pierce. before. Wendell Pierce? Yes. He played Robert Zane. Oh, love. Yeah. Love Robert Zane. You got to use the character names. I don't know who Sorry. people are. Neil McDonough, who plays, uh, what is it? Assistant yep. American USDA. Sean Cahill. Sean Cahill. I loved him in that. I love it. He always comes up as a character actor in a lot of TV shows, playing the bad guy and stuff. I loved how he sort of like played a pseudo like good-hearted guy Absolutely. playing hardball. Yeah. Daniel Hartman, David Constable. Oh. Who comes up in a bunch of stuff. And I, I forget what else he's been in, but he's been in like so many things. He was in Breaking Bad. Did you watch Breaking uh, Bad? Yes, I did. We have to do that and we have to do Better Call Saul and we have to do all the things. Yeah. But he was Gale, oh. the one, the, the, yeah. the chemistry guy. Yeah. He's a great character actor. He comes up in a lot of stuff. He's also in Billions now, which I also keep seeing a ton of TikToks for. And I was like, all right, I, me TikTok, too. And I'll I also, I think it. I would really like that show. I have to watch that. Abigail Spencer. Are you kidding me? Yes. Love, fucking love her. What was love her character's her. name? Because it Dana was, Scott. No, no, but Harvey had a nickname for her. And I can't oh, remember I just, what the nickname was. I don't was. remember what it is. I got to find it. By the way, um, my uh, best friend has just discovered Suits and she's probably going to listen to this episode on her first day of teaching tiny humans tomorrow screaming at us. <laughs> all the shit we don't remember scotty was her name by the way sorry i had to shout that out yeah she was dana scott but they called her scotty gary cole gary who, cole like, was great i love how fantastic he's like, everything guy. he's in is the best what yeah. oh my god i cannot think of this talladega nights his character yeah. in talladega nights like like cracks me up every time yeah. i love gary cole gary Same cole days. and gary cole just being like his voice in things is good enough for me too 
Yeah, he's fantastic. He's great. Can I also tell you how much I love, I don't know why I love this so much, but remember like in the first season or two, you have like all like the other associates in the, in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. And there's that kid, Harold, who just like, you know, Mike helps out or whatever, but he's like kind of like a yeah. booger, but like he gets him a job and like tries yeah. to help him and stuff. And he comes back. He's like, I'll lie for you, Mike. And like, he'll just, you know, do anything. I love the fact that like, he seemed like a one-off character. Like, all right, cool. We've got what we got yeah. out of him and he was fired and gone. But like, they kept bringing him back to like, just like, which I love that to kind of show like, yeah, like these kids growing up being associates, they bonded, you know, off, even if it's off camera and just like became friends and like hung out with each other. And I love that. It's such okay, a good, something it's a, just yeah. happened that I need to discuss with you. Okay. I don't know how to wrap my head around this. Okay. So I'm looking at the cast list and I'm like, oh, Eric Roberts. Like he's like a yeah. small character in a lot of things. Yeah. I click on him because mm-hmm. I want us to be like, oh, you know, Eric Roberts. And like, what has yeah. been in so that I can reference so that we could talk about it. Siblings, Julia Roberts. How did I not fucking know this? Yeah. You didn't know that? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. That's an episode for another day. But apparently they don't talk anymore. Oh, really? I guess so. They had a falling I'll- out. Well, I'll tell you one better. You know who his daughter is? Now I'm uncomfortable. Who? Emma Roberts. Mother of Christ. <laughs> they have the same name, Amanda. They have the same fucking name. Wait, there is a universe where I knew that Julia Roberts was Emma Roberts' aunt. Yeah. It was one of those like Nepo baby posts, yeah. which maybe could we maybe do an episode of just on Nepo babies, like pro cons? Like, how do we feel yeah. about this? Yeah, because sometimes I feel myself being like, who fucking cares who got you there? It's just great that you got there yourself there and then i watch episodes of things and i'm like how the fuck are you acting in this and not other people yeah. you're awful i will say there are some where i'm just like okay he's fair he's allowed to be here i think that's fine there's others where i'm like uh, no like one i'll give it to is have you watched the boys no but actually uh we were just talking about the fact that we have to watch the boys we think we would yeah. like it a lot jack quaid okay Who's on there? He's also was he was in the Dennis Quaid's kid as well. Dennis Quaid and, and Meg Ryan's kid, yeah. Okay, but really good actor, very charismatic. Love him. He deserves to be in all the things. That's how I feel about what's his name. Oh God, <laughs> we're firing on all cylinders. Euphoria, <laughs> guys. I had a really long weekend at my not so fun adult job. She's in Euphoria. Her dad is a great comedy writer. Why can I not remember this? Ooh. Her mom is. Come on, Maud Apatow. She's fantastic. Oh, oh Maud Apatow. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. She is fan fucking tastic. Yeah. Well, ultimate well, nepo baby. But she's she, fantastic. Yeah. She's yeah. so good. I, I know you haven't seen Euphoria, right? No, I haven't. But I know oh Maud God. Apatow because she was in uh, King of Staten Island, was the last yeah, one I saw she's her in as also an adult. Highly recommend Euphoria. Yeah. Your wife's going to hate it. Yeah. You should watch it alone. But really great show. Yeah. But uh, she's she's fucking killer in that show. And yeah. also was really funny when she was a little baby and knocked up. And she has that scene where she's yeah. like telling where babies come from. I think about that all the time. And like I just cut up your belly and then they put it in there and it comes out your butt. Can I just tell you, I, I've interviewed a lot of celebrities over the years. A lot of where the audio is gone forever and things. So, yes. you know, trust me, bro, kind of thing. But I really did. Can I just tell you, there was like one where they're like, hey, would you mind doing this interview? And I was like, yeah, fine. You're like, who is it? And it's like, oh, it's some girl who was like from the Disney Channel or something. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. I'll, I'll do it. And like it was sort of presented to me like, oh, there's nothing really going on. Right. Like with her career, just kind of like a she's going to be in some small thing, which I got to figure out what it actually even was at the time. Or it might have even been her her music career. But it was Zendaya. And I was just like, I just kind of like showed up to the interview. Like I show up to these things where I'm like, oh, hey, yeah, cool. Like what's uh, what's going on? Uh, what, what are your favorite things? Cool. Great talking to you. <laughs> I love Zendaya. And she was really nice in person. But I was like, I, I didn't know what to talk to her about. They're like, she's from the Disney like, Channel. Oh, OK, you're like the biggest star ever. That's fantastic. Wonderful. But they for presented you. it to me as she's as a, a nobody. She, yeah, exactly. So how was I like, supposed to know? OK. Watch Euphoria and then be like, oh, my God, give this girl every role that's ever been fucking written. She's incredible. 
I had to go back and look. It was from her music career because it was when I was interviewing her for her music career. It was back in like 2013. So, well, it makes sense. And her and little Tommy boy have a very cute relationship. I love it. I love it too. But anyway, that suits that, folks. That suits. There's not You're a lot about to talk to about. It's just up. a good show. You're about to get <laughs> lit up. You know, those mugs are going to become like a thing. You're going to see it. Like what's that store at the mall now? You know, it's it's not Hot Topic. It's like Lunchbox or something. You know what I'm talking about? Like, no. <laughs> no? Box no, we don't lunch. have one of those. No. I don't think we have lunch. one of those. There's a store called Box Lunch. It's in all the malls in America. Where it's all like stuff from TV shows. I went in there once and I was like, oh, this is cool. And I bought a Doesn't Fit Me t-shirt from like the Michael Scott run for the cure or whatever. That that like super long from from The Office. It's a hilarious one. I'm going to get us. Yeah, no, no, it is. I'm going to get us uh, a Chicago's original birth shirt. I think we need those. Oh, uh, instead of the beef. The yeah, birth. the original birth. Kyle has one, I think. <laughs> so yeah. that suits, guys. Yeah, that suits, watch it. Everybody else is. Yeah, if you haven't watched Suits, now's the time to do it. It's really popular right now. It's all on Netflix. You can watch it beginning to end. And I haven't watched the last two seasons, so I will do that. That's I think I'm going to start from the beginning because I didn't have time from the time that we landed at, you know, ass crack of dawn till now to rewatch a show. But I thought I'd know a lot more than I did. But as you know, like you kind of do your homework and I was watching a lot of clips on TikTok. It came back to me. Yeah. Well, I, I will say, too, I don't know if you know this, but it was during the final season of Suits that they kicked off the backdoor pilot for Pearson, which was the Jessica Pearson spinoff. No. And yeah, so that show takes Gina Torres out, gives her her own show. It only lasted 10 episodes that it didn't go far. Well, you could also watch the Korean version. What? You did not know this. There's a Korean no. spinoff of oh, Suits happening right now as we speak. I, I, I don't know. You know, Watch some subtitles. Sharpen up on, yeah, I guess I could do that. Well, I will say this too, because this this just came out before we were doing this episode, but the creator of Suits, who is Aaron Korsh, did an interview or posted something somewhere where he basically said, people were like, oh, is there going to be like new episodes? Are they going to bring the show back or like, re, you know, reboot mm-hmm. it or whatever? And he was like, he sort of shot it down in the sense of like, there would be a lot that would have to happen. First off, we're in the middle of a writer strike and an, and a, and an actor strike. So, that would have to get resolved first. Then a studio would actually have to approach it and NBC owns the rights for the original series. So there'd be a lot that would have to happen first before this show ever came back. But apparently it's so popular that there's like questions of like, well, do we bring it back? Or at least people are questioning it. Season 10. And you have to imagine, which is funny because what's unique about this one too is that this is owned uh, by NBC Universal a division of them at least. And obviously they have Peacock, but this is popular because it's on not Peacock. It's on Netflix mm-hmm. right now. It's not and, on the cock. Correct. And so uh, because of that, you'd have to imagine that that NBC is like that meme of the guy like looking around the corner, like rubbing his hands together because they're just like, oh, we can we can do to suits what we did with The Office, which is hide it from <laughs> from people so they can't watch it anymore. So awful. I know. Like you have to pay for it. Yeah. Like I don't even rewatch The Office that much, but I pay for Peacock just for the off chance that I want to watch something to make me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? So Well, there's that for you. There's so. that, friends. So anyway, so so watch suits. Watch suits um, and also um, head over to our socials, guys. So we is fun, you know, Amanda's fun facts here. You can get our merch. We will send it yeah. to you. We'll for some- free free of dollars. Yeah. Just, and, just uh, talk to us. Talk to us. Follow us on socials. We're on we're on the tick and the talk. We're on Instagram. We're over on the Book of Faces. If you are a parent that's above the age of 75, still using the Book of Faces. And we're going to do some more stuff over there. So follow us and uh, then you can keep up with what we're doing. Cool. All that's right. Like doing- we should do credits on the show. We, we actually we really are should. We yeah, really should. Right. We'll do that next episode. Okay. So. All right. See you guys. All Bye. Right. Bye, guys. What did you just say to me? What did you just say to me? What did you just say to me?